sneaker of the year. It's that time of year, folks, so we're going to get after it this week on Fire Footwear. Welcome back to Fire Footwear, everybody. As always, this is your host, Matt Freights. I'm thankful that you are here. I hope this finds you well. And I want to welcome everybody who is brand new to the Fire Footwear community. It means a lot, especially this time of year as we are wrapping up the end of the year that you are here and that you are celebrating this show and hopefully celebrating the end of a very good year for you. Sneaker of the year. In December, it's always the most talked about topic in sneaker culture, no matter what. I guess it doesn't always happen that way. I guess there could be somebody that is making more headlines than Sneaker of the Year. But generally speaking, most people are trying to get their list out of what they think the Sneaker of the Year is. Now, I should tell you that the Sneaker of the Year is a very subjective benchmark to reach. And that's just the way that it is, because the way that you see sneakers or the way that you see sneakers doesn't necessarily mean that we all are going to see them the same way. I think many people can objectively agree to the fact that there are certain shoes that are probably great across the board, but I think that there are many different reasons as to why people see something as better than something else. This time of year, a lot of the news and media outlets in the sneaker community are trying to get their lists out before the other people in the community. And it's because they want to have the first list out so that when other people have other shoes that are similar on that list, the people who are consuming that content are going to say, look, your list is the same as Complex, or look, your list is the same as Sneaker News. Whatever the reason, people are trying to get this list out. And while this episode is going to give a list of some type, I think that it's always a good idea to deep dive into the concept of Sneaker of the Year. Because I think when we look at it again, we're not all looking at it through the same lens. Again, the reality is that sneakers are subjective. What I like and what you like won't necessarily align all the time. As a matter of fact, even if there is a shoe that across the board people say, man, that is fire, it doesn't mean that everybody is going to see it that way. It's the same as in whether you think somebody is attractive or not. In sneakers, I think it is one of the most subjective hobbies that you could have because there are so many different shoes that come out. We're talking about hundreds of shoes that come out. And to try and pare that down to a top 10 list even is really, really difficult. When you think about all the shoes that come out on a given weekend, It's very hard to even remember all of the shoes. And so what I tried to do is I tried to go back and remember many of the shoes that had come out. There are more shoes that I forgot about than I had remembered. And that's where it comes down to how you make your list. Complex recently just came out with their top 10 from ComplexCon, and that had a panel that had people like DJ Clark Kent, which is somebody who I talked about a few episodes ago as far as icons in the sneaker game. And it's funny because as the shoes were coming across the board, he was getting what seemed to be more and more pissed off because there were some shoes on there that he thought, how could that be on this list? And that's where I think you have to take with a grain of salt what places like Complex or Sneaker News say in terms of their sneaker of the year, because in my opinion, their lists are going to be very subjective, but in a different kind of way. Complex, Sneaker News, and really anybody in the content game that has something to lose has an incentive that is different from people like myself when it comes to making these lists. You're going to find a lot of similarities in these lists, and the biggest similarity is that almost all of those shoes are hyped in some way. Whether they're associated with Travis Scott, whether they're associated with Drake, whether they're associated with Fat Joe, 
there is some association that links all of these shoes together. Almost all of the shoes on that top 10 list, not all of them, but almost all of them, have some type of an affiliation with somebody who helps pay Complex's bills. And I mean that as in people that you see on Full Size Run or people that are on sneaker shopping. These people get other people to watch and click on their content. That's the game that Complex is in. And I talk about this a lot with them. And again, I don't hate Complex necessarily. I do think that they fill a space in the community and the content community that is necessary because they are breaking news in some fashion, although that ability is waning day by day as people are able to break news on Twitter or X or whatever it's called. But Complex is in the game of trying to stay relevant. When we talk about the fact that their sale didn't go through at the price that I think that they probably thought that it would, they need to continue to stay relevant in this game. And how do they stay relevant in this game? They placate to the loudest people in the room. And those loudest people are generally loving the hyped shoes, the most hyped shoes. If a Travis Scott shoe is not on a top 10 list from Complex, people are going to riot. And while they don't necessarily care about the people that don't consume their content because they disagree with their list, when they're putting this list together, I have to assume that ratings and clicks have a lot to do with it. Just to even rewind a few weeks ago, if you're a college football fan, many people were upset that Florida State didn't make the college football playoff because they felt that schools like Texas and Alabama were in the pockets of the NCAA and more specifically the college football playoff committee. And maybe there is some validity to that because Alabama and Texas moved the needle, whereas maybe other schools like Florida State don't move it quite as much. The same thing applies here with sneakers. Travis Scott moves the needle. Fat Joe technically moves the needle. Drake very much so moves the needle. When I look at some of those releases, I think, huh? Because I don't necessarily think that they are warranted of being on such a prestigious list. But that's where Complex is in a different place than I am. To me, a sneaker of the year list should be the legitimate best shoes of the year, not necessarily the most popular shoes of the year. And I think that if you went around and started asking sneaker people, I'm talking about your commoners like me, what their favorite shoes were this year, I think what you would find is that many people wouldn't have as many hype shoes on their list as Complex does or as Sneaker News does. It doesn't mean that some of these shoes that are on this list are not worthy of being considered best sneaker of the year. But I think that the perspective and the lens by which Complex looks at the game is much different than the way, say, I look at the game. When I make these lists, I'm trying to make them as, what were my favorite shoes this year? And really what it comes down to is what were the shoes that I interacted with this year? Again, I don't have to interact with the shoe to necessarily appreciate its value or appreciate just how great that it is. But what I can tell you is that this year specifically, when I look at the shoes that most people are putting in their pantheon for 2023, and for some people, and I even talked about this with Jordan Fours, are putting it in the all-time pantheon, I kind of take a step back and say, I don't think that that's necessarily realistic. So what have I tried to do here? Well, what I've tried to do is put together two lists for you, one hype and one not hype. And the hype list is when I look at all the hype shoes or the most hype shoes throughout the year, these are the five shoes that stand out to me. They are in no particular order, but this is just the way that I look at them. And when it comes to my list, I'm giving you my five favorite shoes of the year. Some of them I own, some of them I don't own, but most of them I do own. And I think that that's very, very important because when I look at the shoes that have come across my bow this year, these are the ones that I think are the best. And if you go back to all the releases of the week over the past year, you'll notice that a vast majority of them were not hype shoes. 
So that's why I want to give you the things that stood out from the hype and the things that stood out from the non-hype. So here we go with the hype. Unquestionably, I think Nike and Jordan brand are leaning into the reimagined idea. We talked about that with how the Royal Reimagined One sat, and we talked about them a couple of other times as I highlighted the Jordan 3 Reimagined and the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. Well, I think it's impossible to deny that the Jordan 3 Reimagined was a well-executed shoe. It's beautiful. Not only does it have the history, but I think the simplicity and what they tried to do with that shoe actually worked really, really well. It just looked like an aged Jordan 3. And while it lacked a story, in my opinion, and I think that's something that could have elevated it maybe even to one of my other lists, I do believe that it was a well-executed shoe across the board. The hype wasn't there as it was for the Jordan 1 Lost and Found, and if you go on GOAT or StockX, you can get them for a pretty decent price, but I do think that the execution was there, and I think people genuinely loved them. I think they were really, really well done. So that's one of the shoes that stood out for me on the hype list, and that's a shoe that I believe was on Complex's list. You all know that I love the Jordan 4, and it's hard to deny that the Nike SB Jordan 4 Pine Greens weren't great. Now, I did tell you that when you compare them to a lot of the Jordan 4s of all time, I don't necessarily think that it stands the test of time or even hits the top 10. But for this year specifically, it was a nice looking shoe. It was simple, but I think the gum sole really takes it to another level. To me, it reminded me of like a military 4 or something like that. I like the gum sole, the contrast that came along with it. I thought the white and the green was simple enough. I realized that it was marketed towards skateboarders. It just is a nice, crisp-looking shoe. But when I think about it, I'm not really sure how it's going to stand the test of time when they come out with other Jordan 4s. But I do think it's great, and I do think it's worthy of being on this list as it relates to the most hyped shoes of the year. The Crenshaw Dunk SB. This is a beautiful shoe. I didn't hear it talked about quite enough, in my opinion. I do think that people were hyped who knew about it, but I just don't think that it got the same panache as a lot of the other shoes that came out this year. This is well executed. It's a beautiful, almost like paisley print. The details were there. It worked. I think that you can style it with a lot of different things. I didn't actually get a chance to go out for it, but I did appreciate it, and I do love it, and that's why it makes this list for the hype list. There's no denying that Joe Fresh Goods has had a really, really great run with new balances over the last couple of years, and I think once again, he hit a home run this year with some of his collaborations. More specifically, the 9060 Inside Voices pink colorway. I think that that was really, really awesome. There's something about pink on a shoe that really works for me. And while in years past, it isn't seen as masculine to wear pink, I do think that many of the best shoes that have ever been made are pink. And I'm talking about the Air Max Bacons. But I do think that Joe Fresh Goods hit a home run with these. Obviously, you're getting New Balance, so you're getting comfort. It used to look like a dad shoe, but it's actually a cool shoe now, and it's actually very, very hype. I love the pink ones. There's a lot of other ones that he did that were great. New Balance had another great year, and I think this one topped almost all of them. And lastly, we're going to stick with the Dunk SB, and that is the Doritos Dunk SB. I love the look of the burlap. I don't care that you could pull it away. I've never had a Doritos drink in my life, but I do like the execution of it. I thought it was really, really good. I thought it was versatile. I think that they went the extra mile to give homage to this drink, but I also think they went the extra mile in terms of quality. I did go out for these. I didn't get them. They're not seen on a lot of lists right now, but I do think that they are great. They're one of the best dunks of the year, and that rounds out the five shoes on the hype train that I thought were some of the best of this year. And now it comes down to what is on Matty Ice's list, and I think that's even more important. Again, when I talk about my favorite shoes of this year, To me, it actually comes down to if somebody were to hand me this shoe in public, I didn't know anything about it. Would I look at this shoe, compare it to the other shoes that I've seen this year and say, this is one of the best shoes that I've seen this year. And that's how I curated my list. Again, I don't own all of these, 
I own a good number of them. But these are the shoes that stood out to me in the sense that when I saw them compared to all the other things, I thought to myself, I have to have all of these. And we're going to start with a shoe that I've talked about a lot this year. I've posted a lot about it on Instagram. I've worn it a ton. And that is the Air Max One Big Bubble OG colorway. This is amazing. It's comfortable. It looks awesome. It's versatile. I own it. I can vouch for this shoe. I think it's awesome. A lot of people laughed at it because they didn't understand the history of the Big Bubble. They thought it looked ridiculous. And I get it, folks. But at the same time, we need to have a little bit more flexibility in our mental headspace to look at these sneakers and say, that's a great shoe. If you can't appreciate the fact that this is an OG colorway, then you're just doing this wrong. This is a great shoe. It's one of my favorites this year. It's probably one of my most worn of this year, and I just think it's awesome. So that's definitely making my list. The Crenshaw Dunk SBs were on my list. Now, this is one of the rarities of they made both lists, and not just because this is hype, but because objectively, this was a beautiful, beautiful shoe. I love everything about it. Again, I said the execution was awesome. I think that they had a home run with this, and hopefully one day I'll be able to own a pair of these. But I think this is one of the best dunks of the year, and it is worthy of being on the hype list and my own list. Sticking with Nike SBs, the Hurigome SB Dunks, which I believe were release of the year for me earlier this year. Again, these are simple. They're great, but they have the details on them that are awesome. A lot of people wanted these. These were, I think, kind of hype, but I didn't see them as, oh my goodness, these are have-to-have dunks. And again, dunks didn't have the kind of gear that I think people associate with dunks over the last few years. I think that they had a good year. But to me, dunks aren't at this fever pitch the way that they were a couple of years ago. And the Hurigomes were a wonderfully well-crafted shoe. I want to own a pair of these. Maybe I will one day. They definitely have a more muted tone to them. And obviously, they're going back to skateboarding culture. But here, I think that they were just awesome. They were almost flawless, and I love them. And so they're definitely on my list because I think that the execution was amazing. I've already talked about this shoe, and it is the Jordan 3 Reimagine. I think that the white cement colorway is amazing. I actually think it's better than the black cement colorway. Fight me if you disagree. But I think the execution on this was really, really awesome. I want to own this one day. It's not that much over retail, so it's probably pretty realistic that I'll be able to get a pair of them. But A-plus from Nike and Jordan Brent on these. I just want them to get a little bit more innovative as they come out with more and more of these because this is the future, and they are going to oversaturate the market with reimagined colorways. But I think this one still was hitting on the magic, just not quite the same as the Jordan 1 Lost and Found. I'm actually going to go to New Balance for my last one, and it is a 9060. This is a silhouette that I really enjoy. It's chunky. It very much reminds me of the Yeezy 700 V2. But honestly, I think that the Bodega 9060 really hit a home run with their blue colorway. I think it was called the Age of Discovery or something like that, but look it up. It looked awesome. I had a chance to cop these, and at the time, I thought, I don't think I should be spending the money on this. I don't remember what I was spending the money on. Hell, it might have actually been this camera. But the point is, is I didn't pull the trigger on them, and it's the one shoe this year that I regret having the chance to get and not getting. It's awesome. I think it went completely under the radar. I actually think that it's a better shoe than the Joe Fresh Goods I've already mentioned, but that's subjective. That's the whole point of this. So those are some of my favorite shoes of this year, but before we get into what you think should be the sneaker of the year, let's get to the release of the week. Release of the week, where I like to present a shoe to you that has caught my eye. It's not always hype. This one probably actually is hype, but it's just a shoe that I think that you should know about. Kobe Bryant obviously passed away in 2020, and they recently this year reignited the flame of the Kobe's with the Mambasitas. 
I really like that shoe. It just wasn't a shoe that spoke to me for Sneaker of the Year. But this week, on December 15th, they are releasing the Reverse Grinches. They've already done a shock drop of these. Again, don't like shock drop. But the idea here is that these are reverses of the Grinches, which are probably some of the most famous Kobe's of all time. The Kobe's aren't necessarily for me, but I recognize where they are, and I recognize that Kobe Bryant's legacy continues to be built, and his shoes are the way that that is being done. Everything that Vanessa Bryant is doing with all the schools that are now Kobe schools, I think all of it's really great. I think it's going to continue to expand. And so that's why I don't have an issue with people spending their money on Kobe Bryant shoes, whatever the reason is, whether you love him or whatever. I think that they're going to a good cause. And even though that Nike is getting rich off of this, I think it's a nice looking shoe. I think that people are going to want it. And if you want a piece of Kobe's legacy, the Reverse Grinches will be out December 15th for a retail price of $180. Or if you're just looking to double up because you got lucky, then this is your time to double up on them. So sneaker of the year. What is your sneaker of the year? Do you think that I'm way off base in how I analyze these things? Or do you think that maybe, just maybe, there actually may be two ways to do a sneaker of the year list? Get in touch with the show and let me know your sneaker of the year. Instagram, at Pod is the way to do that. Facebook, Fire Footwear, a sneaker podcast is what you would search. TikTok, at Pod if you want to see some of the reels that I like to post there. Or... If you're listening in audio and you want to watch on YouTube and see this lovely, lovely, lovely face, you can go to YouTube and search Fire Footwear, a sneaker channel. Don't forget to hit subscribe and notify and all that good stuff. And if you want to support the Maddie Ice Media Network, MaddieIceMedia.com for all of the other podcasts that we have, including this, Iceman and Coach, and Political Football. I hope this finds you well, fam. I hope this finds you safe. And next week, we're going to get into a little bit of Christmas action. This is Fire Footwear. The opinions and viewpoints expressed on Fire Footwear are those of Matt Freights and his guests and not necessarily those of the Matty Ice Media Network. Fire Footwear is exclusively owned by Matt Freights and is brought to you by the Matty Ice Media Network.